Hey, this is Doug. I'm Greg. And this is Mike. And you're listening to the It's Funny, That Makes It Okay podcast. And we hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. And welcome back, everybody. We hope you've had a great week. We're in the middle of August. August. It's hot. Yes. Hot. Hot. Has been hot here. Mm -hmm. How's everybody doing? Good? Yeah. Yeah, doing good. It's been hot, but we've we've had a lot of rain this year. Yeah, we have. I was just saying to a guy yesterday that uh, normally by this time of year, my grass is brown and the Mm -hmm. dirt is like concrete. This year, it's green still for the most part. Mm -hmm. A little brown in it, but... We've we've had enough rain that's kept it. I've had to mow a couple well, times a week. You all. have had uh, some supplements put in it, right? Treatments. I have, but I just but Helping. in general, you don't see a lot of brown, <clears throat> you know, yards. I don't I don't know. I just didn't think it's been quite as bad this year. <laughs> Excuse me. So, all right. Well, before we got a, a jam packed uh, episode here. Um. We got we got some back to school talk. Kids are back in school or going back to school. Oh, crazy. And uh, then we have a little more kind of uh, Oregon's making some changes and where we're going to rank in the education system. And then uh, we got some very strange news stories. Yes, that we do. We'll be uh, hitting, finishing <laughs> up the podcast. <laughs> there's um, there's some good ones. There's yeah. There's uh, constipation. A lot of biting. <laughs> Yeah, there was an inordinate amount of biting. There was a lot of biting in these news stories. I think I have a theory as to why, but we can get to that. Oh, good. Okay. Good. But before I do that, uh, I'd be remiss if I did not say we need to offer a belated birthday to a a big fan of ours. I didn't even realize it, but Friday the 13th, (gasps) Hillary had a birthday. So happy belated birthday, Hillary. We hope... You had a great day and a, a fun birthday. Yes, happy birthday! Happy, happy belated birthday! birthday. <clears throat> we will. We won't sing to you. No, <laughs> no. So but hopefully yes. you had a good day and uh, thanks and for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. That's right. Appreciate it. All right. Well, I think you had something, Greg. I do. I do. I've got a couple things. All right. Let's fire away. Well, I've got a gripe this thing week. thing number one, and it is not. Fast food, no, or driving related, no, it can't be. Well, this will be interesting. What else we got? And I'm not, I'm not sure who to point the gripe at. Oh, the universe. Right. So I, yeah, we kind of the music universe. Oh. <clears throat> this has to do with music. Um, I was reading a story, and it's about Wolfgang Van Halen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I know you guys, Van Halen fans. And, yeah. You know, um, not so much Wolfgang. I mean, I don't. Gonna, well, I don't a, know any of his music. Yeah, I, he's got a band now. He's okay. got. He's got actually, some new music out. Actually, it's not bad. Yeah. I kind of enjoy some of his songs. Well, <clears throat> Wolfgang Van Halen calls backing tracks lame and a cop out. Okay, I agree with him on that. But as I was reading the story, of you know, he's talking about. Well, they, the uh, author of the article talks about how he not only sings on the album, but he plays every instrument as well. So a very talented dude, kind of like his dad, you know, mm-hmm. very talented dude. And he goes, but here's a quote from him. And he goes, I think it's a cop out to use tracks unless it's like for a keyboard part that you can't necessarily get. Now, as a keyboard player... Why do keyboards, oh, it's okay to backing track those. Nobody can play those or nobody. Why is it okay to 
backing track a keyboard. Heaven forbid we backing track the guitar, but keyboards, eh, that's all right. You can backtrack those all you want. So I don't know if I'm mad at him or if I'm mad at the music industry because they're just like in general. You see a lot of bands. They're playing. You hear the keyboard part, and there's no keyboard player. Can you not afford keyboard players? Well, I've seen, I think every keyboard, I've seen them play by themselves just i mean they already hit a button and they play i've never seen a guitar play by itself or a drum i'm just saying i don't know keyboard could be programmed to do that but that isn't how you would play as a keyboard player i would say i've seen keyboard programs that play way better than most keyboardists (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just injecting some I'm having a little fun. Yeah, well, I can't well, play okay, any of them. Okay. <clears throat> I can't even play a radio. Yeah, I, I think it's more that the guitar players are intimidated by the keyboard player. <laughs> because of all the women they Well, get. like I said, <clears throat> you look at it, you see a band oh, on solos, stage. The fame. You know, you see the band on stage, they're playing away, and you hear these keyboard tracks playing, and... You could just as easily, you're talking about program, you could just as easily record a guitar part and play it through On the PA. On a keyboard? No. <laughs> through a guitar amp, play it through the speakers just like they do the keyboard, because those are recorded parts. And it's like, <clears throat> you could do that just as easily with a drum part, a, key, a guitar part. So, why is that relegated to keyboards? I don't understand. I don't know. You know, I know they can trigger them with computers and things like that. You know, so I still think it's the guitar players are intimidated. Well, I really think that this quote and story struck a chord with Greg. I, I think so. Yes, it did strike a chord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, I've said that to Lori before. Where we'd be sitting watching a band, <clears throat> and I hear the song, and I know there's keyboard parts in it, and I'm looking, and it's like, there's no keyboard player. How are they playing? That's to me the same as somebody getting on stage and lip syncing to the vocal part. You're you got you got no instrumentalist doing it, so now you're a fake band. So if fake. if, if uh, Wolfgang <laughs> is playing his music with it's tracked fake. keyboard parts, you've got fraud going on. <laughs> so <laughs> duly noted. So so my gripe may be a little bit with Wolfgang saying that, <clears throat> but I think my bigger gripe is with the you know, live music performance as a whole. Because I personally like live keyboard players. I like to hear them play. I mean, a good piano player, I mean, you don't want to hear that tracked. I mean, that's stupid. So, anyways. Okay. That's my gripe. <laughs> Man, standing up for the guitar players. I got to be honest. I have zero feeling one way or another about it. <laughs> so I don't know that so I ever thought about it. to see a band... And let's say eh, a third of the band was there playing and the rest of it was tracked. You'd be okay with that? Even though you just paid $80 for a ticket? Is the band that I wanted to play, Are they? is it like I'm going to go see Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen was playing the guitar? Oh, well, they tracked his part this week. Well, then, well, then no. If Eddie Van Halen <laughs> is being tracked, but if, if they had like, if they had the bassist, the guitarist, the drummer, and the guy singing, and then they had like a horn section... Like when they play, you know, Big Bad Bill of Sweet William now, and they just track the horns, I wouldn't care. I'm like, no, yeah. Eddie's up there still playing. Now, if I went to see, like, uh, 
Oh, I don't know who. Piano Man. Yeah, Billy Joel. Billy, or Billy Joel. Like, uh, John. Billy yeah. Joel or Elton John, and they're not playing the piano. Then yes, yeah, I'm they're gonna just be sing, They're just singing. So they're it depends not... on who the artist is and what they're known for. If the main attraction that I pay for isn't doing their thing, I'd be like going to see a comedian. I pay for him. He gets up there and then he reads a you know a. I'm going to do an interpretive reading from this drama. I'm like, well, this, no, I, I don't want to do this. Okay, what if it's, okay, you're going to see Sammy Hagar. <laughs> he's going to sing, but the entire rest, it's the rest of it, he's singing to a track. So it's a karaoke night. <laughs> you're okay with that? If Sammy's, because he's a good singer he's and good he's singer. the headliner. So you're okay that you paid 80 bucks to see Sammy sing with backing tracks? See, but Sammy wouldn't do that. I'm telling you, I know Sammy is a cool dude, and he's any artist that cuts any of the instruments out. You're saying having no instruments. I'm I'm saying having a few instruments. Oh, I know, but they nitpick, and it's the keyboard player. (laughs) That's the one they always arguably maybe the least important instrument. (laughs) Although almost every song between the guy playing the keyboard and the guy that is doing the fog machine, I'd probably go with the fog machine. I would venture. That if you heard a lot of your favorite 80s songs without the keyboard parts, they would sound pretty well. Lame. Most of the 80s songs, that's all they were was keyboards. <laughs> but, that's what, but you like keyboard parts. I mean, you like yeah, 80s songs. They're cheesy, but I like them. So you take the keyboard parts out, it's going to be a pretty bland song. I'm just saying, keyboards fill in a lot of the gaps that guitars and stuff don't. But yet they say, oh, you know, he's because he's sounding like he's a big stickler for live music and playing all the instruments and stuff. Oh, except for a keyboard patch, if we need that, you know, it's like, we'll hold it. <laughs> so, anyways, I got a little long. I won't, I'll stop. I gotta admit, I did not expect to talk about keyboards <laughs> at all, or especially for this long tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It struck a chord. Yeah. Alrighty. All right, moving on. We've, we've kind of run across a thing, <laughs> a thing now. Because it's been thrust upon us, I think. To okay, before you say this, <laughs> before you start, I am wholeheartedly agreeing with you because it's everywhere. This topic, it's literally forced through every avenue you can think of. Oh yeah, upon the masses, every n- it is news story is showing up. Know. Yeah, and it's starting it's to get being real- heaved upon us. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> And I just became abreast of the situation myself. <laughs> you did. I, I mean, <laughs> so and I got to anyway. be honest with you. I didn't even realize that this was happening until you brought it up. And did I feel like a big boob? <laughs> <laughs> so, so now <clears throat> I don't know if we'll be able to have this each week, but I have oh, a sure. Feeling, why not? I have a feeling we will. But, but Greg's looking extremely <laughs> hard to make sure that we find him. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's the thing. Yeah. That is the thing. So anyways, we're dubbing it this week, Topless Celebrity of the Week. So this week, <clears throat> I have a little quiz for you again. This is where we need some theme music for our yeah. segments. I don't yeah. know what you'd play for that. Some tracks, keyboard. <laughs> keyboard tracks, yeah. <laughs> I could probably a, come up with some. Maybe we just get a recording of a keyboard. <laughs> You probably can. Recording of a recording. Bump, recorded. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> last week's. So again, this is going to be a multiple choice question. Okay. Last week, I asked you to name the person that went topless. This week, I'm going to tell you the name of the person, and I'm going to give you three choices of why they went topless. <laughs> <laughs> so the person who went topless 
was Courtney Kardashian. Conservatorship battle. <laughs> Makeup line. You never know. So, <clears throat> so Courtney Kardashian was topless. Okay. And well, I'm, I'm going to give you three. There's like a million reasons. Well, I have no idea. Three. I'm going to give you three. Okay. So, here's the three choices of why she went topless. One, it was her birthday. Well, obviously. <laughs> that's Two, to show off a new haircut. Three. Where was the hair? <laughs> armpit? Just, armpit? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> okay. Three <clears throat> to show off new her new athletic wear line. <laughs> then how does that work? Well, they're, they're pants. Oh, okay. Well. So birthday. And if you had a shirt on, you would be distracted by the shirt. <laughs> You wouldn't want that. Well, you you want to make sure you're focused on the pants. Well, you always work out topless, right? <laughs> Try to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which they did. I only get kicked out of every I got a gym. cease and desist order right away. <laughs> I'm not allowed back there now. So so you got Kourtney Kardashian, birthday, haircut, or athletic wear? I'm going with the haircut. <sighs> athletic wear. Haircut and athletic wear. One of you got the right answer. And it is... Haircut. Oh, Mike uh, is the winner. So she was posing with her boyfriend, Travis Barker, topless to show off her new haircut. <laughs> because, you know, that's the first thing you're going to look at is her hair. Well, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Or shoes. I mean, the one girl showed off her shoes a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes. So. All right. Well. So that's our. Courtney there Kardashian you go, ladies. is our topless celebrity of the week. You want your husband to notice your haircut. Let's see those haircuts. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. A lot of times Lori comes home from getting here. You never noticed my haircut. Well, maybe. <laughs> you come in without a top on, I'm going to notice that you got a haircut. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. All right. Are you done? Yes. I think we're all done. I'm going to make one more point. I might want to gripe, no. gripe about keyboards <laughs> a little more. <laughs> We'll come. We'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> like one more point. I might bite you if you keep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apparently, that's a valid solution. That's a, now. That's a thing this week. That's yeah. Conflict resolution. <laughs> just biting somebody. Like I said at the start, before Greg said that, it's everywhere. Specifically, everywhere. <laughs> I'm in the wrong areas then because I'm not seeing this at all. Where are you going? <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. Mike is going to put out a map. I'll I'll share it with everybody if they're. <laughs> Okay, so he's walking on a nice haircut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at all them haircuts. <laughs> right, hold on. Now, all right. do you well, like shoes. the fake haircuts or the all natural haircuts? Oh, it's all natural. <laughs> it's gotta be all natural. <laughs> Just curious. You like big hair? <laughs> okay, you better stop. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I derailed you. Oh. All right. Where, what was I saying? Okay. Okay. So before I brought up this topic, yes. Before before Greg brought this up, this past week specifically, there was a Windows update at some point in the past month or so. Yes. That will appear on your Windows task 10, bar. Windows ten. Windows ten. Yeah. The weather. There's like a weather update or something. Yeah. It shows the a little bar. the little cloud and the temperature in the bottom right corner of Windows ten now. Okay. Yeah. So click on that. It brings it up. And there's like a couple different icons. So first there's weather, there's stocks. Uh, and then underneath that, you get like six news stories. 
at any point in time, if you click on that, at least three or more of the stories is some celebrity going topless. That's or the headline. Or bikini or, or something. Yeah. That's the headline. Every time. It I did not fails. get that update. <laughs> the topless update. <laughs> That's it. I mean, ten- Well, they don't have that for XP yet. <laughs> I'm waiting. Vista. <laughs> I don't know. The 1970s actresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an update Welch. to Windows 10. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know if anybody else experiences that, but no, that's, I did not. That's it. Like, I just see that there are a lot of new stories that <clears throat> something related to that pops up. I don't know. I, so, I, I have not seen those. I don't know. Yes. I'll have to. There, yeah. So we'll see if we can carry on the topless celebra- <laughs> celebrity of the week. <laughs> we'll try. We'll slog through it for 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 our fans for the yeah. for the masses out well, there. People so you don't know. have to. I mean, it's important. She got a haircut. Yeah. It is. So it is important. That's all right. All I got on that. Well, back to school. The kiddies are going back to school. Some of them are already back. Some yes, are going are. back mm-hmm. in in a week. Well, that's crazy. Think about uh, it. it. Got me thinking. When you go, when you went back to school, when I go back to school, when you go back to school, <laughs> I wish I was going back to school. That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, you know, you had the back to school shopping and, you know, back to school activities, meet the teacher, some of those things. So what did, did you do the back to school shopping? Did you do the whole thing where you got new outfits and, and pencils and all that? Or did you just get like the basics? Yeah. We didn't do like the outfits or anything, but we always got like the supply lists. Oh, yeah. It was always fun. Yeah. Cause then you get to like check it off and you'd always go for like, the top thing. Yeah. Inevitably, you'd get kicked down to like eh, middle tier supplies or whatever. No, mine but. wasn't inevitably. My parents would go, well, you don't need that expensive one. We'll get this one that's like that one. And it's like, it's never as good. I always wanted as a kid, the like 64 pack of crayons. Oh, yeah. Everybody did. With the, sh- pencil, uh, the sharpener. Yeah. 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 There would got be the like, 16. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There'd be like one or two kids that would get that every year. It's like, dang it, I want one of those. Yeah. Never could get it. And mine might be the Kmart brand, you know, crayons. Yep. <laughs> I always wanted a trapper keeper. Never got the trapper keeper. I would just get like the pocket folders just by yeah. themselves. Yeah. And maybe a three ring binder that you could put the pocket folder. I'm like, it's not a trapper keeper. Go to school. The kids all had the trap. If I would have had a trapper keeper, <laughs> the possibilities are endless what I could have become. <laughs> well, what did Organize. <laughs> well, at some point in grade school, I don't remember what year. <laughs> But somewhere between third and sixth grade, so third, fourth, fifth, sixth, I don't know which one, but I had a briefcase. A briefcase? <laughs> yes. Wow. Somehow I got an old briefcase and that, I took it to school. That was, I took my supplies in it. I'd put it on the desk, flip that baby open. <laughs> Ready for business, man. Walk in so. with a tie. And I was a nerd. <laughs> but yeah, no, I always liked the supply list. I always wanted the, uh, you know, the pink eraser. Um, I'm trying to think what else did what did I like red pencils. I don't I don't know why I read pencils, but see, I always wanted like the sports pencils. I never got those either, yeah, or very pencil. rarely. You know, the NFL, the NFC, or the AFC pencils, and then you know, uh, we did just the yellow number two, yellow yeah. number two pencils. I always wanted the eraser too that you could stick on the pencil, yeah. the bigger eraser. Oh yeah, the no, just got the the rectangular pink one that you had to rub and. Just yeah, not a fan. And like you, I always wanted the sixty-four crayon. 
Uh, we probably got it at some point, but I, I don't know. I think yeah, it was got it. The, the 16 most of the time. <clears throat> you know, I think as my <clears throat> as I got older and I had kids, when my kids started needing supplies, I think we were buying supplies for the whole class. They would be like, you need to bring three boxes of Kleenex, uh, four things of glue. Uh, well, hold it. <laughs> yeah. We had a, the same thing. And, and my wife went and she came back with, oh, they needed four Kleenex boxes. Like, what? Well, they share them. I said, this is garbage. Why am I buying supplies for them to share? I mean, I'm not against if there's a needy student and we take something and you put in a box for, hey, this person couldn't. But not like, no, we'll just bring, you know, we'll just have the communal thing. Where we'll Everybody will buy and then people just take as they need. It's like It's ours. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, did, I, didn't, I, I think that started about when, I, when my kids were young because I remember that beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then for school – like for for clothes, we'd usually go get a couple pairs of jeans and maybe a shirt or two. But I would get like the velour because that was big in the late seventies, early eighties. Velour shirts, um, kind of fuzzy feeling. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, velvety. <clears throat> Had so a couple you, of those. <clears throat> I say high school. The polo shirts were popular. Yeah. Terry was, cloth shirts, kind of yeah. like, like a like a washcloth feel almost. Some is weird terry cloth. Yeah. I had some plaid shirts with the the snaps. <laughs> They'd snap up, so I had some of those. I, I never got Levi's, or rarely. They were too expensive. Or Lee. It was always like rough skins or whatever. Whatever Kmart would have. You know, yeah. They had those. Yeah. Or the Kmart uh, tennis shoes. Yeah, they, I think were, they were hooked called together. <laughs> I think they were called tracks. They kind of looked like a generic Adidas. Yep. Kind of. They had like some <clears throat> stripes, the, but they were those. angled different. Yep. So... If you were fast and you could run, it kind of looked like you had Adidas, but it was it was tracks. The other kids knew. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> and then I had the uh, we'd get the the Canvas Converse, the Chuck Connors. But this is when they weren't cool. Then it wasn't cool to have the Chuck Connors when I got them. Everybody went. They were leather. They wanted they had leather Converse, leather Nikes, and I had the Canvas Chuck Connors. I had Canvas Converse. <laughs> um. Yeah, when I was in grade school, <laughs> uh, man, that would have been in the late 60s, the early 70s. Well, yeah, late 60s, really, my grade school years. I had plaid pants. <laughs> Talking about ugly. <laughs> so we had plaid pants. Yeah, and then as I got into high school, the yeah, the uh, polo shirts were popular. Like I said, the yep. the rugby, the red and blue ones with the white collar. <laughs> yep, those were popular. Oh yeah, I, don't, I think I had one of those. Uh, paisley shirts were popular. The button up paisley. Yeah, I didn't have paisley, so those were popular. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I could probably go through jeans a lot of- with a lot of stuff on the pockets were popular when I was in school. In fact, I did have a pair of jeans, and they had white corduroy on the pockets. They nice. were blue jeans. With a, a patch of white corduroy on the pockets, so that or they had like lots of embroidery on the pockets and loops and Jordache jeans. Yeah, you know what becomes comes between me and my Jordache? Nothing. <laughs> I those that was commercial. a commercial. Yeah, um, hairstyles were long. Oh yeah, for guys. Yep, long hair. What about a lunchbox? Were you lunchbox guy? Lunch lunch bag guy did you do the school lunch i was i wanted i was a lunchbox as a little kid and then went to the the brown bag i never ate at the school no me neither when i took my lunch it was brown bag but i ate at the school quite a bit i had a lunchbox what was did your you? lunchbox uh 
nothing fancy. I mean, it would be like something. Tickle me Elmo. <laughs> no. no. I will not ever look at Tickle Me Elmo the same. Yeah, we got a story uh, coming up. No, it was like just something like a collapsible lunchbox. It didn't have a design or anything. Oh, okay. But... <clears throat> well, I was in first grade in oh, 1977. Now I'm thinking about the Tickle Me Elmo thing. <laughs> and I wanted a lunchbox. And I wanted, I think I even talked about this early on, I wanted a Star Wars lunchbox. But my mom went out and she just found a lunchbox and bought it f- for me. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I would have taken Battlestar Galactica. Star Trek. I would have taken Star Trek. <laughs> I had a Howdy Doody lunchbox. Oh, nice. Howdy Doody was on the air from 1947 to 1960. This was 17 years old in 1977 when <laughs> I got it. I don't know how she even found a brand new Howdy Doody lunchbox. <laughs> but I had a Howdy Doody lunchbox that was brand new. No Star Wars, Howdy Doody. I'd never seen an episode of Howdy Doody. I didn't know what Howdy Doody was, but I got Howdy Doody. So there you go. And I also remember like when you, so you guys were in marching band, like, but for school, like in grade school, I was trying to think baseball, we'd go, we'd play baseball, you know, and so that. You mean like when school started? School, well, the school sports, baseball was in the, no. What was in the was baseball in the fall in well, grade junior, school? In Morton, junior high baseball was the fall, high school was spring. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was. So I remember usually a month before school started or th- three weeks, you'd start going to to school. And, you know, they, they didn't really have a tryout at my school because we had a little bitty school. But they'd go out and you'd start doing running and throwing and batting practice and all that. And it'd just be hot and you'd be filthy. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I was in grade school, I played jfl like through grade school yep so my my look as a as a grade schooler was like my reebok nfl jerseys i had one for all like these different players <laughs> and yeah that was my look my bears so you backpack. really haven't changed your look much no i don't really wear i don't have it's, now it's pro teams you know but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah and then i played <clears throat> One season of uh, high school football. I say played. I was on the bench. <laughs> uh, I used to get in a lot of trouble. I did a lot of running because uh, I was always goofing off. So I, I think the coach wished like every day, every day he'd come in, he'd be like, how is that meat kid not yeah. How can I get him day? off the team? Oh, yeah. He, we would do a ton of ton of running. So Yeah, like but, you yeah. said, I was in band. So we had band camp in the summertime. Which, as you got into band, Mike, uh, it got a lot more insane than when I was in band. We would have a week of camp at the school, but it was to learn, you know, uh, the music for parades, how to march, you know, in formation for a parade. They had this one funky turn they liked to do around corners. It wasn't just the fan turn around the corners. They'd do this turn around, go the other direction. But you're trying to turn around, go another direction with a bass drum on. That's that's a lot of fun. <laughs> But yeah, marching band was always a blast, because uh, we would have camp in the summer, and then you'd go on into band in the fall and do you know parades and football games, basketball games. That was always fun. Um, I remember in football, the coach, some of the coach out there were there. We're going to run. This, this, we're going to run till somebody pukes. They, like, they, yeah. they would say that kind of stuff. Oh no, like, they would be fired today. Well, yeah, it was like, and you hardly ever got water. They'd have the bar. 
that had like a sprinkler coming out, you know, so they had the hose connected to it. Yeah. And they turn it, it would just be barely on. And you'd run up there and the coach literally would be counting one, two, three, go. One, two, and you're like, you're sucking on it as long as you get like, oh, come on, give me some water. It's like one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. It was like, yeah. Back then it's like, they kept, don't drink water. Don't drink water. <laughs> like it's, it's 98 degrees. I'm in full pads. I've been running for an hour. Can I not have a drink? Nope. You'll cramp up. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want that. No. <laughs> this way, at least I'll only die. Yeah. Pass out and die on the field. Yeah. We, um, you've, you've got down on the list here, you, you know, clubs. Were you in any clubs ever? <laughs> I was in one club. For I was a in bit, one as well. And I got kicked out. <laughs> of course. The gentleman's club. <laughs> the key club. <laughs> And I only joined that key club because I liked the girl that was in the key club. So what does a key like club me. do? I had no idea. That was not the key to key club. Apparently, no. they were supposed to go do a lot of community work, but I did not show up to do any of it. <laughs> and so I was kicked out fairly quickly. Hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I joined up for a girl and then was summarily kicked out. Well, I was in one club and I... To this day, I can't remember ever really doing anything with the club. But oh, yeah, take that back. I was in two clubs. Go I think ahead. I was in a yearbook picture in it, so I was undoubtedly there for at least one meeting. But it was science club. <clears throat> but I don't remember ever doing any you know experiments or anything like that. So I don't recall. Yeah, I was in the key <laughs> club, and then my senior year, I joined FFA, which is Future Farmers of America. Yep. I didn't live on a farm. I wasn't a farmer. But I joined that at the very beginning of the year. Because you liked a girl. <laughs> no, wasn't any girls in there. But there was this. At the end of the year, like in May, they would take a trip to a cattle ranch down about an hour from the school, and you got out of school for the day. So I'm like, <laughs> that is worth going to the club once a month, and then in May, I get out of school for a day. <laughs> and I did it. And it was just... It was there were some guys in there that were kind of farmer guys and there was about half of the class was burnouts. And then there was me. And so it was just a bunch of screwing around, basically. Because the uh, FFA teacher was also the shop teacher and uh you know, he didn't really do a whole lot. We had to make a cutting board that looked like a pig. You know, you cut out like you had the cutting board and you had to ch- cut it out so that it looked like an outline of a pig. And that's all I remembered. And some of the, you know, there was a couple of kids that was really into it. And then some of the burnouts took like this epoxy and epoxied it right to the table. Then we all got yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just that kind of stuff. The closest thing I was ever into a club, it wasn't really a club, but it was like a mentorship program. My shop teacher asked me to do it. I'd taken all the shop classes in high school. Right. Because he was one of my favorite teachers who recently just passed, which, ah, oh, that stunk. But he was a great guy, great teacher. But it's shop class. Yeah. You know? So you, oh, you, love you shop get, class. uh, yeah, certain people in shop classes. Oh, yeah. So he had kind of like a mentorship thing that he would ask certain students to do. And he asked me to do that. So I'd come in and like help him help the burnouts. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. <laughs> or watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <clears throat> you were a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> a snitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I don't know if you had anything else. Well, to add I, or... a couple of real quick things. Um, you know, one of the other things I really liked in grade school was going up to the school to see who my teacher was. They would have it posted on the outside of the school. Yeah, you could see all your classmates. 
Yeah. Yeah, so your teacher. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, because really that's your first, you know, summer's almost over. Oh, they're posting the, the teachers Tuesday. So, yeah, you got to go up there with your parents and, you know, run up to the door, the door. and see, <laughs> yeah. see what teacher you're getting, you know. Come on, Mom, let's go up and see what <laughs> what teacher's going to be sending you notes home all year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better get to know them now. <laughs> I went to a little bitty grade school, so... Every class, you just you had one teacher, and that was like the fourth grade teacher, then a fifth grade teacher. It was a very small. The whole class went. My whole class had thirteen kids in it, and we were wow. one of the bigger kids classes. And the teachers before, so would tell the next teachers about the incoming class. Watch out for that. Well, they, that the teachers kids, would know like, it. They would know it from like first grade who the <laughs> troublemakers were. They're yeah. like, oh, I can't wait in four years when that kid's in my class. So, yeah. And then you mentioned earlier, like <clears throat> when you got in <clears throat> high school, junior high and high school, you would get that schedule. And so you could look, you know, you go to the school, oh, yeah. you get that schedule, look down at, okay, first off, what classes do I have? Okay, what teachers do I have? Because you knew even oh, going into high school, yeah, you had the reputation of that teacher even before, or like I had brothers that went through, you know, before me, so yeah. I already knew what some of the teachers were like. Um, <clears throat> then you would take that schedule around to your friends and compare, hey, what classes are we in together? I was never in my friends' classes. I was never in them either. Conspiracy. I think they because they were smart and I was stupid, so they were they were in the accelerated <laughs> classes and I was in remedial, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, but yeah, you look and compare. Okay, who's in this class? Who's in this class? You know, so that was always fun. Yep. Did you have a favorite teacher throughout your years that you can think any anybody stand out that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably same kind of shop. Or yeah, I had. Uh, Drafting, Mr. DeJarnett was good, and then Mr. Nelson was probably my favorite teacher. Yeah. He taught drafting and graphic arts. Yeah, my favorite teacher overall was the shop teacher. And I have a funny story. So my freshman year, I took one of his shop classes, woodworking. And I'm like, I have no idea where the shop is. Where the shop is in Morton High School, it's all the way down at like the far end. Yeah, it's of the a main very hallway. long building. And then you go down another hallway, and there's like four or five different options you have in that yeah. hallway. So I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. Like the the number is something completely different. I walk in ten minutes late the first day, and I, the the quote he called me. He's like, <laughs> something along the lines of, "You get lost," and then he called me. Anyway, he called me a not-so-nice word, actually, on the very first day, and then he ended up being my favorite teacher, easily. So, yeah. Yeah, one of mine in high school, which probably would be one of my least favorite (laughs) subjects, was civics, but I had a guy named Mr. Hall, and he was the coolest guy. He was probably... He was probably in his mid-60s when I had him, and that little dude, he was like... Five seven or something like that. Not a very tall guy. Five five, short guy. Um, and he would during assemblies and like uh, um, what do they call rallies? Um, pep rallies. Pep rallies. He would like do somersaults down the gym and cartwheels and stuff. He, I guess, he was a college cheerleader when he was in college. And so he even had, you know, he had white hair and he would go, he'd be doing all these like gymnastics and stuff on the gym floor. But he oh. was, he was also a hilarious guy. And uh, so, yeah, he's actually still pretty involved with our community here in town. He does a lot with the library. What is for, he, 110? He's, he's up there. 
He's still doing cartwheels. I doubt it now, but he's still um, he's still involved with like the the history of the town and things oh, cool. like that. With the, like the library, he like brings you know keeps the history room. You know he works with that and things. I believe with the the room. Uh, this is I'll, I'll get fact checked here by by Hillary and Lori on this <laughs> since they worked at the li- library. But I believe Mr. Hall. He, I know he used to be. I'm not sure what his involvement is anymore, but he used to be pretty involved with the library. Cool guy though. Yeah, cool. All right. Anything else before I, before I move on? Uh, let's see. Oh, I had one other thing. Do you remember your first time trying to get into a locker? <laughs> I never would fit in a locker, but I, I meant don't know. to open your oh. locker. Like the, your first experience, you're going from grade school to junior high, and you're going to have a locker this year. <clears throat> I that just it, it freaked me out to have to deal with it. I mean, because it's like first I had to find it. You know, the two seventeen, yep. and I'm like, that seems like it should be on the second floor. Oh, but it's not. It's like, it's down here by the principal's office, probably where they're sticking me. Mm-hmm. But then to you know, okay, it's you know seven to the left, seventeen to the right, seven to the left again. You know, and you're you're doing it multiple times. Click click, no nothing. Click click click, nothing. I don't know. That stressed me out my first year having a locker until I just I got the hang of it. But um, I got to be honest. I think my freshman year was the only year I even really used my locker. And after that, you just kind of bummed off of everybody else's locker. If I had classes down a hall and I had a friend in that hall, like, hey, can I throw my science book in your locker? So <laughs> just that way I had it there. I, I don't know. I didn't use my locker a ton. Yeah, I my high school locker. Um, yeah, I mean it. It had my books up at the top. That was it. Yeah, I mean the people around me had uh, their lockers all decorated <laughs> and mirrors and like posters or whatever it, the pictures yep. and i'm just like i had nothing in mind nah, nothing just my books i kept my books in there <clears throat> i think i mentioned this maybe a long time ago but i'll bring it back up it's been a couple of years at least all through high school i had a big class in high school so some of us had to share lockers part of the time <clears throat> and so my class being large i had to share a locker because it started my freshman year I can still remember the kid's name, Ralph Ringer. I was supposed to be sharing this locker with. Four years of high school, never saw him. <laughs> still don't know who he is, but yet books would show up in my locker. <laughs> but still don't know who that person and he's was. He's probably at some bar today. He said, Greg Daniel. He supposedly is at the high school. Never saw him. Yeah, kid. we shared never. locker. Never saw him. <laughs> I don't think he exists. <laughs> kind of like my friend Dan. Kind of. <laughs> So I don't even think kids today need lockers, do they? Don't have books. Everything's on a Chromebook. Yeah. What would you need a locker for? A charging station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be. Could so, be. A little so, USB yeah. coming out. So all right. Anything else? No, I, move I on? think that was okay. about it. All right. Well, the Oregon governor signed a bill last month, supposedly to help out all the kids in school. Well, good. So they signed a bill suspending math and reading proficiency requirements for high school graduates. I thought this was just testing when I first read it. I kind of misread. I thought they just weren't going to like test kids. But it's like, no, you don't even have to be proficient. They're not going to have any requirements to see if you're proficient in math or reading to graduate. So they don't have to be able to prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math or science. Before graduation. Well, I'm sure this is applied fairly, right? <laughs> of course. My my first thought, as soon as I read that, 
if I was a student, why would I even go to school at this point? If I don't have to prove that I can do any of this, guess what? I cannot prove that by just staying home. Did I not do that? You would think. I as can a prove student, I couldn't do it. <laughs> as a student, I would have been all over this. I would oh, have yeah. loved this, which right there tells you it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, if the kids like it, it's probably not the right thing. Yeah. Well, they said that this was unfair to some of the students. I know. I got to get to. Um, it says there, there was a couple things that this they said that they feel like it will benefit the states black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color to eliminate the proficiency requirements in this new standard for graduation. How is that helping them by not making sure that they know how to do like basic basic skills? Don't you need like a I think schools need to go and teach like a basic skills class here here's how to balance a a bank account here's how to pay a bill here's how to to do math reading basic science i've got one story real quick that's uh doug doug's point made me think about this my quote-unquote economics teacher or kind of like doug what you were describing uh we went the whole semester we knew she was not a very good teacher uh, but yeah, she was supposed to be teaching us economic responsibility, <laughs> fiscal responsibility. Here's you know, a credit card. Have how to fun. budget, you know, spend your money wisely. Well, casually, one day in class, she just drops, oh yeah, I'm on my parents' phone bill. Um, she's on some sort of other plan or something for her. But it's like, you don't even pay your own <laughs> bills and you're teaching us about economic fi- like well it worked but all you millennials who are still on your parents phone bills <laughs> i guess that was making, the plan making she you was financially, financially responsible it's like you're a 30 something year old woman who's married with two kids it's like you're still on your parents phone bill what well, do they pay your car bill too <laughs> your rent or mortgage she's like come on anyway well is that what she was teaching you guys Stay Bro. on your parents' stuff as long as possible. Milk it, milk it. Yeah. But just a couple more things that they they had. This, the they said that the people that are the proponents of this bill said that when they put it, pushed it forward that they the bill is intended to truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the twenty first century, and I guess that's to not be able to do math, reading, or science, and you will thrive. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get. Listen to me, kids. I I am not. I'm not a smart man. No. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not the brightest bulb in the the package for sure. I do. I try to read and keep up on things, but you, you have to know how to read. You have to know how to write. You have to know basic science. You need to know basic math just to live life, just to go grocery shopping. Well, it doesn't take many requirements to get three hundred dollars a week from the government. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And can somebody explain to me the difference between Latino and Latinx? I have no idea. I didn't even know that that was a thing, to be honest with you. Um, uh, until I, I read yeah, this. I probably need to look that up because I'm sure it'll come But I up guess they, that what they were concerned with, was, concerned with was there was a number of students that weren't graduating. The number, you know, the, the percentage of students that weren't graduate, graduate, I need to go back to school, <laughs> graduating was dropping. And so that's why they're getting rid of this proficiency requirement. So instead of addressing the problem, yeah, yeah. we'll just you know get what? rid of it. Let's let's look at our town. We have way too many Drop vehicle outs. thefts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can we keep all these people? We got too many people getting arrested for stealing cars. You know what? Let's pass a law. It's now legal to steal a car. Look at there. Our 
people getting arrested for vehicle theft has dropped to zero. We've eliminated Sadly, it. Sadly, they're doing a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. This, you're, this isn't, this isn't fixing the problem. Yeah. If there are students, regardless of race, color, creed, whatever, who can't read or write or do math or do science, why are we not going out there and let, let's, let's get them help to get them up to a standard where they can, they can graduate and function in society? I know. I'm in, I, yeah. How dare I use some common sense? But that's, I don't know. How this, dare you? How dare I? Well, this is Oregon we're talking about. So I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more than that. It just it drove me insane. It's, it's just yeah. I couldn't believe it when I was reading it. I kind of chuckled. It sounded like the governor was it? A, I forget. Was it a female governor? Or, yeah. Yeah. Her name is Kate she, Brown. She yeah. um, was trying to push it through quietly. She didn't want anybody. Why? To know. So when you she, trumpet it, look how look how you're you're bullying up your uh, young people for the 21st century. Right. Well, I was reading though, but it, it said. Uh, she signed it on July 14th, but it didn't, didn't get added to the database till 729 because of a glit, uh, computer glitch. So I was thinking it was probably a, a computer programmer that wasn't proficient. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, did you have anything else? No. I, okay. I, well, when I, when I read that, so I got to thinking, what, what is the U.S. ranked in, in the world for education? So I, I looked up, there's a number of, uh, different uh, oh, reports that I came across that, that ranked the U.S. So I saw one headline that says the U.S. shows as the number one in education across the world, according to the 2020 Best Countries Report. I thought, oh, well, there you go. We're number one, USA, USA. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's read this. And in the very first paragraph, I said, the United States stays on top as number one in the education ranking in the 2020 Best Countries Report, a ranking and analysis pro- project by U.S. News and World Report, the BAV Group, and the Walton School of the University of Pennsylvania. This report evaluated the perceptions of 73 nations across a range of categories from economic influence to education to determine which countries yield or wield the most influence. <laughs> so they determine the ranking just by the perception of other countries. Do you think the USA is smart? Yeah, they seem smart. Yeah. <laughs> and who's being asked this? Just anybody from that country? Like, Well, did they pick like one, sm- one small country and say, okay, you guys get to decide? Well, I just saw a little <laughs> in, in uh, just the, the Washington Facebook group. I saw that there was a poll that shows that Mike Gennard is the number one richest person in Washington by the perception of his neighbors. Oh, <laughs> nice. We, did you look at his bank? We don't look at his bank account or his how much money he's making. We just think that he's the richest guy in town. But it's like, really? So so just the perception well, I'd of that. I'd hate to ruin their perception. <laughs> so by, the, by perception, we are the best. So, you know, if this was Instagram, is, we'd be t- the USA is taking topless pictures of our new haircut. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at in the world. Well, what's funny is we're, you know, by 73 nations, you know, ranked this, right? Yeah. And they perceived that the United States was number one. Yet, college students and professors in the United States would not perceive the United States as number one. They were, oh, we're the word, you know, we're down here. All these other countries are up here. But yet, all these other, you know, 
these people don't want to go to the other countries to go, you know, get their education. They want to stay here, but yet they want to rip on our education system. Yeah. So. Well, then I did find from uh, the 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 newest one I found is uh it's it's from the program for international student assessments and it's an organization that ranks they take scores they take actual data and process it what and then they rank uh nations on uh math science reading and then a combined score of the three and uh they i think they rank rank like 80 countries is what they do well we did a little poorer we weren't quite number one. There. In the act, this what year was this? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So that's the well, newest maybe we one. Got I a lot smarter in the last three years. So in in uh, well, let's let's we'll start with reading. In reading, we were ranked number thirteen. Okay, not number one, but okay. You sure you're reading that right? I, I might. I may have <laughs> misread it. My, I don't know. <laughs> but we ranked number thirteen. In science, we ranked science. Number 18. In math, we rank number 37. So just barely above the half mark, half point, you know, halfway point. I guess. I'm, it's math. So if there's 80 countries and we're, I'm assuming 40 is 50%, right? I could be wrong. I'll uh, send an email out to Oregon, see if they can help me out. Yeah. And then the average score is 25. We're the 25th according to actual test results. Yet let's go ahead and get rid of, you know, having to prove efficiency for reading, math, and science. Looks like we're, we're doing well. Well, if we do that across all the states, we could be number one. Well, guess who's number one? I have no idea. In every single category. I got to I got to guess it's going to be an Asian country. Well, <laughs> who do you think? China. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Yep. And uh number 2 is uh I'm trying to see if it's this uh looks like it's all the way across the board for them too. Um Singapore. So, so they're going to get yourself a good caning. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes you could. Uh, number four is Hong Kong, which is China. Yeah. Uh, this was overall. I'm just, I don't even know where. M-A-C-A-O, Macao. Macau. Macau. Five is Estonia. Six is Japan. Seven is uh, South Korea. So uh, eight is a tie for Canada and Taiwan. And then 10 would be Finland. So, yeah, Asia's doing really well. Yeah. But let's just keep dumbing down our system because that's what's going to make these students ready for the 21st century. Another thing I got to look in here is the country that scored 10 or 11 in all of these. Their average was 11. Is a country I think that we owe a lot of uh, an apology to. Because I know it's not politically correct anymore. But in the 70s, there were a lot of jokes Poland jokes. Oh, you can yeah. find oh, you can yeah. buy books, insensitive joke books about every. I mean, you know, Irish, Italian, Polish, yeah. Jews, Polish. Poland is ranked eleven overall, and they're ten and eleven in every single category. 
So they're probably making jokes about us. Oh, now. yeah. Where the, <laughs> did you hear about the dumb American who couldn't tie a shoe? Or how many Americans it take to put screw in a light bulb? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I think that, uh, I don't know. It's it's sad, really. I think that they, they better get things kind of straightened around. And, and <laughs> I don't know. They, it's like, hey, I have a bullet hole. I'm bleeding to death. Here's a Band-Aid. Well, that's not help. That's not fixing the problem. That's that's not going to help me. Yeah. Well, stop the bleeding. Just externally. I'm still bleeding out inside, but that's fine. Other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> All right. Did you have anything else? I didn't want to go off on a whole rant. That just... No, I don't I thought think with school so. starting um, and then that, that came up. I'm like, really? That's just insane. Okay. Well... We're going to go over to China now. I had a man over in China who had a problem. <laughs> he So we're getting off school stuff now, right? We're, yeah, unless okay. did you have anything yeah. else nope, to add nope, to it? That's that's good. Okay. A man in China had a terrible case of constipation. He was backed up. Not good. Not good. And he did not know what to do. So we talked to a friend, there was there's a folk remedy that he well, they don't teach you what to do. I guess not. There's a there's a it's folk, not part of the curriculum. Not part of the curriculum. It's math, <laughs> science. We don't teach constipation. So, <laughs> the folk remedy that his friend told him, surefire cure for constipation, was to get a twenty centimeter twenty centimeter eel and stick it up his anus. <sighs> What's the man? Did? Not electric. I hope. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> it was analog. <laughs> it was an analog deal. It says, uh, however, the eel had other plans than relieving Wait, the man's he go medical a, condition. He didn't want to go up a guy's butt? Oh, he went up. <laughs> he went in. Upon reaching his rectum, the eel headed toward the colon and bit it and entered the ga- man's abdomen did it pop out and say i knew i should have took that left at albuquerque <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i picture it more like a scene from alien <laughs> uh, it said here that the man was hesitant to go to the hospital because he was embarrassed but he finally did and the doctors performed an emergency surgery to remove the eel would that be an eelectomy it might have been um when asked how i got in the system he told them it swam up there by itself <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You gotta watch it when you're out swimming. I went man, to the eels. river, went swimming, and whoop! <laughs> Before eventually confessing, he had put it there himself. Uh, the doctor said that he was very lucky to even be alive because there was a lot of infection in there, and it could have even went septic. But where does he get the the? I like the twenty centimeter. Do you go to the? Do you go to the pharmacist? I've got some constipation. I got. Script here for a twenty centimeter twenty centimeter I am having problems. Twenty centimeter eel. I'm sorry, this prescription is only for a fifteen centimeter. I can't give you the twenty centimeter. But anyway. Can so, you give me a fifteen and a five? <laughs> oh, well we'll have to feel it's gonna take us about twenty minutes to come back. Yeah. Well it says in this article they they found two two eels. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it says there was yeah, there's very severe swelling and we found two very thick swamp eels at the bottom of his ad- abdominal ca- cavity. Ooh. Maybe he put the other he one up the there. He was the first yeah, to get the other one out. 
put the first one in first. It went too far. And another the thing, second, if you know eels one. too, they're like very slippery and very bitty. They're not very stiff. I don't know how you get them to go up into the rectum or the anus. I, uh, they don't seem stiff enough to do that. I could be yuck. wrong. So anyway, that's what I have for uh, Chinese constipation. Yuck. So there you go. Oh, okay. So th- that one was talking about a different, a different guy, a different guy, same scenario. Okay. He just he doubled the effect. You know, he he got another dose. Well, the first one didn't work. Well, his the second one. Yeah, ended up his dosage. Maybe so. his friend told him to take two and call me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> twice <laughs> day, twice daily. Yeah, twice daily. <laughs> it's like yikes. Yuck. So all right. Well, I think. What do we got? Chicago. Yeah, we've got we're going to have a little crime crime spree here. We got a couple of biters here. We have a couple of biters. So, yes, I okay. <laughs> we've got some biting stories, and I know why. I absolutely know why. We are finally experiencing the reach of our podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you recall from last week's episode, our jaw exercise. I think people are abusing the jaw trend. exercise. Yeah. They signed so they, up for the Peloton jaw jumpers or whatever. Yeah. Oh, People yeah. are taking their jaw biting exercises a little too seriously. Yes, they if are. If you ask me. But. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, let's well, find, what are people biting? Couple different what aren't things. they biting? <laughs> well, like, a couple, couple different things <laughs> this week. Um, <clears throat> so in Chicago, the, I'll just read the headline. Okay. And the way they worded it. I like the headline. Yeah. Man beats off-duty cop, Chicago police officer. Bites off friend's nipple <laughs> in road rage, road rage incident. <laughs> so, so as I was reading it, okay, so real quick, man was arrested after attacking an off-duty police officer. And so it was the officer's friend, not his friend. Okay. Because yeah. the, the headline made it sound like it was his friend. I'm like, what, did he get mad in the road rage and turn around and bite his friend's nipple off? It's like... <laughs> Oh man, this guy's got some problems. Well, he still does. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he had a little encounter with an off-duty uh, the uh, police officer. Um, he sideswiped the vehicle carrying the officer and his friend, the officer's friend, and the office the officer, um, both thirty-eight year old males, and ordered him to pull over uh, so they could file a crash report and. Um, the officer identified himself after the three men exited their vehicles. Clark allegedly punched the off-duty officer twice in the face. When the friend tried to help, Clark attacked him and completely bit his nipple off, the report said. <laughs> so police arrived at the scene and reportedly took Clark into custody after a brief struggle. The off-duty cop's friend was taken to the hospital for treatment, according to the outlet. So, yes. A little nipple biting going on there. Off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, bit it completely off, it says. Off. <laughs> yes. Like, was the guy wearing a shirt? Did he bite through the shirt? I, he, I, Does he Fred, have metal teeth? Fred goes topless. <laughs> with, well, he won't be going topless anymore. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if uh, he took a chunk out of the shirt along with it. Holy cow, that is insane. Yeah, that's uh, he, he may have been using that jaw strengthener because <laughs> that that's some pretty strong yeah, jaws is, to clamp down and uh, tear through. <laughs> well, 
we might have to think of this as an incident. <laughs> yes, yes, we might. Yes, it it's is an, an encounter. Incident. What was it's an, an encounter? encounter? An encounter. An encounter. Yeah. Yes. Maybe encounter he requested with... an audience with this gentleman. Yes, the <laughs> off-duty policeman. He wanted an audience. All righty. Well, let's move south now. Okay. To Florida. Oh, Florida man. <laughs> Florida we haven't had a Florida man. man in a while. Yep. So the headline is Florida man <laughs> bites off another man's ear <laughs> during oh, vacation is... fight in the Keys. He's channeling uh, Mike Tyson yes. on this one. <laughs> what is going on <clears throat> with people? Yeah, it sounds like uh, – so he said on Thursday, James Lynn Williams of Port St. Lucie was arrested and charged with aggravated battery, battery by strangul- strangulation, and two additional counts of battery. Williams, a lot of battery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you just do some – like oh, how many batteries are there? I didn't know there was that many batteries really to be honest Well, he was with you. aggravated <laughs> battery. Yes, it was. He was battery by strangulation. And two additional batteries. And two additional counts of batteries. A really nine volt and a double – He's basically yeah. the Energizer Bunny at this he, point. He is. He is the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> So he was staying at the Ocean's Edge Resort and Marina on Stock Island with two friends, which comprised of one man and two women. Hold it. That's three friends. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Florida man is also a reporter. He probably maybe didn't he gave pass from Oregon. His he graduated he from, from Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newsweek journalist is from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Because it says Williams was staying at Ocean's Edge Resort on Stock Island with two friends, which comprised of one man and two women. So well, maybe the two women identify as one woman. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. It's I, all I, entirely possible. Everything is on the table. So it said Williams allegedly was pushing one of the women who was unconscious in a maintenance barrel. Does it mean like a wheelbarrow? <laughs> I would think it'd be a wheelbarrow, but or maybe he put her in a fifty-five gallon drum and was rolling it. I don't know. Okay, towards their hotel room while pushing her, (laughs) Williams started throwing beer and insulting her. So she's passed (laughs) out in the wheelbarrow. Well, now you're just wasting (laughs) beer and insult. She's not even here. She's not. If you're going to insult the woman, you got to wait till she can hear it. Yeah. What's the point of that? And I like the, this. The writer's horrible. Okay, Williams' friend, a 28-year-old man, stepped in and tried to defuse the situation. Williams then started fighting with the group of friends. Group of friends. I thought two. this was two, <laughs> which sounds like three, but now it's a group. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, and pushed the other woman to the ground. He then bit off part of the male victim's ear, <laughs> according to authorities. <laughs> The 28-year-old victim was taken to a local hospital to treat his injuries. So, yeah, that was, uh, okay, that's weird. Well, that escalated very quickly. It did. Yeah. Hey, so we're it, all going to the Keys to have a good fun party. Ends with a drunk woman passed out in a maintenance barrel and another guy's <laughs> missing part of his ear. Yeah, well, there's, there's a number of odd things, I think, about this. I think this Williams guy... Uh, I think he, I somewhere read he was 40 and the friend, the 28 year old guy. So it's kind of like this old creeper hanging out with these younger people. I don't know. And and he's hammered and pushing people in barrels barrels or wheelbarrows or something. And the author can't get his number straight. (laughs) So yeah, I think he's a product of that Oregon thing, I believe. So anyway, so we got a couple of biting criminals this week. One biting a nipple, one biting an ear. I wonder if they'll sell them on eBay. They could. <laughs> one slightly used nipple. <laughs> and an ear. So. That is a... Oh. 
So I think that's all the biting stories I've got. Let's see. I've got one. Uh, this one is not biting another person, uh, <laughs> per se. This also was a headline that drew me into the story. The headline, and this is also from Newsweek, so uh, Newsweek has got the biting section covered, I think. <laughs> they are chomping at the bit to cover they this They are story. chomping at the bit. Uh, headline, drunk man dies after biting venomous baby snake in apparent revenge attack. <laughs> revenge attack? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that title, I was like, Surely this cannot okay. be real, right? Like, what did he do to this? I, I was like, this has to be different. Insulted him and threw beer at him. <laughs> <laughs> the baby snake did. Yeah. I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic. Oh, man. Okay, so this happens in India. But it could very oh, well we be like Florida Man. This, this could be Florida Man territory. On vacation in India. Yeah. Very well could be. So it says, a man in India died after chewing on a baby snake in an apparent revenge attack on the reptile. According to the Times of India, uh, Rama Mato, 65. Rama Harigato, Rama Mato. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this guy is 65. I, I don't know what this guy's doing. He captured and bit a baby viper in retali- retaliation of an earlier attack outside his house. I picture the guy put on the snake hiding behind a tree, got a hood on, like, oh, he doesn't see me coming. Sneaks up behind him. Ah! You got to watch those vipers, man. They're sneaky. He goes back in, I'm going to get you, baby viper, if it's the last thing I do. And it will be. Yeah. Mato, who was allegedly under the influence of alcohol at the time. Oh, my. I cannot believe that. <laughs> Never would have guessed. He was sitting out on the front of his house on Sunday when the baby snake reportedly bit him on the leg. Uh, so it says, he then eventually managed to capture the viper, and I don't know like how much time has passed. Like, is he hunting him down, or like, what's going on? But how, how did he even know it was that one? But it says, he eventually captured the viper, and and in a surprising twist, decided to enact his own form of vengeance on the It's not like a personal vendetta that the baby viper had on him. I think so. I'll get you, viper. But then this is where it goes just like completely haywire. In a statement issued to the police and reported by the news outlet, Mato's family said he was bitten more than 10 times on the face while trying to chew on the snake. (laughs) (laughs) He eventually discarded the reptile on a nearby tree. Go back to your tree, little. So animal. did the reptile die? We don't know. I would have to assume so, but it says later, despite his family urging him to go to the hospital and seek treatment for you know being bit by a poisonous snake more than ten times on your face, uh, he refused and went to sleep, believing the snake's bite carried no venom. Uh, well, sadly, he was found dead on his bed the next oh, morning. Well, <laughs> yeah, he thought it was a baby. I guess snake, he bit so off more than he could chew. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love the the very next sentence here. It says, the official cause of death has yet to been recorded. <laughs> How about being bitten more than 10 times by a poisonous snake? Yeah. I will face. guess. I don't know. So it's just like, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I think he he was going for the it goes around. What goes around comes around. You know, an eye for an eye kind of a thing. Uh, but it's definitely not my first thought to bite a snake if it bites me. <laughs> Like if a bee stings me, like what am I gonna do it to a sting bee? Sting it back, sting it, like, or if it, you know, like I'm not gonna go back and bite the shark after it would bite Maybe you me. Should. I don't teach him. <laughs> I think yeah. so. The punishment should fit the crime. Yes, it should. 
Never mind the fact that I'm going to be mauled half to death before, you know, I can finish sinking my teeth into it. But interesting. Yeah, so, I like the uh, UK Center for Snake Bite Research and, and Research and Interventions estimated that snake bites kill 81 to 138,000 people annually. A further 400,000 victims are also left with permanent physical disabilities and disfigurements as a result of venomous antibites of this kind. I think this guy. See, was I, just, hate, I hate snakes. He was just trying to stick it to him. You know, he's like, no one ever gets these guys. Yeah, back. Stick it to the snake, man. Yeah, a little taste of their own venom. You yeah. Know? So now that snake's family is probably gonna come back and get this guy's family. <laughs> the vicious circle. It's a vicious, yeah. 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 Like you the messed with, the, McCoys you all messed over with again. the family. <laughs> and this guy was sixty-five. I mean, like, surely there has to be a better way. Of, I don't know. Well, I'm assuming alcohol is involved. It kind of yeah, everything's out the window at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough. I guess he got bit one time, but yeah, this guy definitely was scorned at that point. He he had to go get that snake. It's a weird last statement too. It's it's the it's the it is the rural, impoverished African and Asian communities, and particularly the most economically important and educationally vulnerable ten to thirty year olds. That suffered disproportionately high rates of snake bite mortality. So probably because they're in rural areas where they have to work out in the fields and stuff. Yeah, where the snakes are that are getting bit the most. Which yeah, I guess makes so. sense, right? <laughs> they're out there where the snakes are. Yeah, they're going to get bit. Yeah, more. starting with the ten. Then somebody who's not where the snakes are. And also another takeaway I had from this is kind of like along that lines. It's like the sharks. The sharks are emboldened this year. They're coming up on shore. Oh, yeah. They're jumping out of the water to get people. The snakes are not content. Yeah, well, it was on field. the guy's front porch. This, yeah, like. they're coming up to your house. This is an attack on your property. The guy, I can picture him. He's sitting there on his porch having a beer because he said he was intoxicated, right? Yeah. He's having a beer, snake. Hey, or little two, buddy, three, you four. want a beer? <laughs> and it bit him on the leg. He didn't like the beer he had or something. This is that cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get me the cheap stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 times bit in the face man that not good even a little baby snake that's still well how many bites did he get off on the snake was it just one two well, it's like he was like chewing on much. him i don't know yeah. so i picture I, I picture the snake like hanging out the guy's mouth and he's like aye, 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 and the snake's just going oh, just biting him, yeah it's a nice mustache <laughs> oh. insane yes it is nuts all right so all we got right. a lot of biters this yep. week the snake biting yeah. the man biting Couple guys biting off body parts. Man bite sounds like a man bun. I've got a man bite. A <laughs> man bite. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll try to get through these pretty quick because we're getting a little long here. So, uh, there was a home inspector who was arrested. Oh, I just oh I forgot about this. One. He was charged with forcing himself on a tickle me Elmo doll. <laughs> oh, and did he, the Elmo put up a fight? I mean, because he forced himself. Should have. We're going to find out. He was a home inspector in Michigan, and he went to these people's home to do a home inspection. They were wanting to sell their home, and uh, said here that they he met with the the people, the homeowners, and their two boys, along with a potential pur- purchaser. And after the they've been there for a little while, the people left, and the other people, the home inspector and the other people, they stayed there for like two hours. I don't know what they were inspecting. Inspecting. Looking for snakes. Says, while the inspection was uh, proceeding, I think they found one. Yeah. (laughs) 
While the inspection was proceeding, the owners and their two small boys left the three-bedroom house, went to a family member's residence. After two hours had passed, the homeowner remotely accessed her home security camera to check on the progress of the inspection. It was then that a nanny cam showed Van Leuven removing Van a Tickle Me Van Leuven, right. removing a Tickle Me Elmo doll that had been among stuffed animals stored in a small teepee tent in the bedroom of the Dodson's two-year-old son. Van Leuven then allegedly unzipped his pants and began to pleasure himself in our son's closet with the Tickle Me Elmo. A still from <laughs> surveillance footage uh, can be seen above, which I'm not looking at that one, thank goodness. So, so Dodson called 911, met with the police at a residence, and recalled uh, telling the 911 caller, I believe that a home inspector was pleasing himself with the doll, according to the court transcript. After being shown the home uh, surveillance video, Jens questions Van Leuven, who reportedly admitted to placing his penis in Elmo's mouth, in the doll's mouth. And then he apologized, and he was ashamed. So as well, he's only evidence, ashamed because he got caught. Uh, yeah. But. As for the evidence, uh, seized oh, at the home, he testified that we collected the Elmo and took an Elmo. So, so. Oh, that is just so What was he going to do with was, the Elmo? So I don't wrong. know. <laughs> he was charged with aggravated indecent exposure and malicious destruction of private property. Both are misdemeanors. And he spent five more than five weeks in jail before he could post bond. So he picked out the the Tickle Me Elmo doll out of all the dolls. Did he had he eyed up Tickle Me Elmo earlier when he was in there? And how do we know he forced himself? Maybe it's a talking Elmo doll and he consented. Elmo, <laughs> do you want me to pleasure myself on you? <laughs> that would be fun. Ah, <laughs> oh. 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 I, uh, I can't even like joke about this one. It's like uh, it's, uh, just it's just disgusting. So... It's absolutely the, disgusting. The shot. Really tells you all you need to yeah, know. I mean, does. just one look at it, and it's like, yeah, I I can see that. Last one we've got here. We have a very now. This is back in into Florida, and uh, this is Florida couple. Well, it sounds a little more like maybe Florida woman, but Florida couple. Florida never disappoints, and uh, very romantic couple. <laughs> very very nice couple. Said the police responding to a one a.m. domestic disturbance found a Florida couple covered in spaghetti. Following a physical confrontation that resulted in the pair's arrest on domestic battery charges. According to police, a lot of battery. A lot of battery. Stephanie Lannis, 45, and her boyfriend, Adolfo Riviera, 35, were eating. Now, this is, this is, they were eating dinner early Friday morning in their Clearwater home when a verbal argument turned violent. I think the argument was that one of them said that they were eating dinner and somebody said, how can we eat dinner if it's Friday morning? Because it's spaghetti, but it's Friday. <laughs> do you eat dinner in the morning or do you eat breakfast well, in the morning? Well, is this an after midnight thing? I don't know. Uh, it says early Friday morning they were eating dinner. So maybe 1 a.m. Maybe it was brunch. <laughs> I don't know. They serve spaghetti at brunch. We don't know. <laughs> they don't seem like a brunch type of couple. No, they don't look like a brunch couple. So it's during the physical confrontation. Police allege Lannis and Riviera each shoved a plate of spaghetti in each other's face. When the Clearwater police cop arrived on the residence, the duo were still covered in spaghetti. Uh, the mutual uh, combat for which alcohol was a factor. Of course it was. <laughs> led to Lannis and Riviera each being arrested for domestic battery. They were booked into county jail, released the following day. Um, both of them pleaded, pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor. 
The judge has allowed them to have contact while the case proceeds. Lannis has or was arrested in October of 2020 for allegedly stabbing Riviera in the arm with a knife during another drunken confrontation. Prosecutors subsequently declined to pursue felony aggravated battery charges against Lannis, who has a rap sheet, including multiple convictions for narcotic possession. Of course. So this is a stand-by-your-woman type of guy. He's been stabbed. He's been hit in the face with spaghetti. This is a little different than the uh, lady in the tramp spaghetti scene. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, they didn't meet in the middle with a kiss. <laughs> I think it was fisticuffs for dinner. Yeah, this one was giving me shades of the uh, assault with pizza. Yeah, yeah. The, the pizza yeah. assault. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather. I think it, the pizza's a little deadlier. Spaghetti. Well, yeah, it's spaghetti. Hard what, to, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Yeah. Maybe I think that they should look at this as making progress because in October it was a knife. Now yeah. it's spaghetti. So she's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I didn't end up stabbed. So there you go. I've got nothing else. Kind of a well, long Well, they always one. made that comment about getting hit with a wet noodle. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that <laughs> yeah. was the whole, you know, the whole yeah, thing. There we go. We got the wet noodle going. Yeah. So you got anything else? Mike? No, I don't think no. so. Greg? Uh, no, nope. I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Once again, happy belated birthday, Hillary. We hope everyone has a great week. Relax, laugh a little bit. Don't take things too serious. And if you're out in Oregon, for the love of God, put your kids in a private school so they know how to do basic math and reading and science. That's right. The three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never learned the three R's. <laughs> Other than that, everybody be safe. We hope you tune in in seven days. See ya. Later. Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.